Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, she is Tam. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. How you doing, Miss Tam? <laughs> What's up with you, Renee? Oh boy, what a weekend. What a weekend. What a weekend. Oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. I was in, wait, no, that wasn't the weekend, but during the week I was in San Francisco with yeah, Ford. Yeah, I was, We're talking about the city of tomorrow. We didn't get behind the wheel, which is a little bit different for me. But we did talk about the city of tomorrow and electric cars and all that jazz. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> I actually had a very simple weekend again. I, I actually, believe it or not, I had a show on a Friday night at the Bicycle Casino uh, here in the LA area. It actually was a very, very nice gig. I didn't realize that the casino had, had redone itself. They have redone it up really nice. Uh, the casino looks really, really nice. It almost it's got a Las Vegas feel to it. And then Saturday, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get to watch the race only because, and I, of course, I went back and watched all the highlights, but uh, I had to pull a shift over at the hospital. And uh, that that was actually really nice because uh, it was pretty steady. And then I, I literally got to go home. I stopped by a birthday party real quick, but because the race was on Saturday and I was off, of everything on Sunday, I got to sleep in and it was so beautiful, Tam. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Well, for one second, you had me fooled. I actually thought you were going to go without saying you went to a party. Right. But listeners, friends of the show, we know Renee is not going to go too often, too long without hitting up somebody's party. There's always time for a party. <laughs> well, Renee partied. I stayed at home. Watch some NASCAR. As you guys know, because I say this every week, I don't think I have a life. But <laughs> such is life. So let's get I into know. some NASCAR talk. Let's we have a lot to cover today. Oh, wait, before we even get into that, because we're recording this podcast after the solar eclipse. Did you check it out, Renee? You know what? I did. And how awesome was that to witness like being able to look at that and just watch it. It was really, really cool, Tam. Did, were, were you were you able to uh, watch that at all yourself? I have a confession. Uh oh. I didn't care. You- <laughs> I don't. I feel like did you see anything? Because I just assumed it was gonna get dark. I saw it get a little bit darker from my windows, but that was it. No, I'm just not one of those kind of people who go outside for that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it I, it was weird in a sense. Now, and, I, and what I mean by me wa- getting able to look at it and watch it, and I don't mean like on TV. Somebody that I knew had a, a pair of the, it wasn't like glasses, like the special glasses. It was like a piece of film that you could look through and uh, you could you could see the eclipse. And it was awesome. But, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, this, this whole eclipse craze was just crazy because I never realized like that many people were, you know, into that kind of science, or I don't know what do you call it, astronomy? Astro- I don't know what it's called, but I don't know. But I know people spent money to go to Wyoming and Oregon and all these places to actually rent rooms to be closer to, or I guess, to have a better view. 
Yeah. I will tell you, it's not my cup of tea. Well. But what is my cup of tea? Going back, transitioning. Y'all like that, huh? Yep, I like it. NASCAR. Okay, so the rundown before we jump into what happened and what else we have to talk about. We are going to cover a few things on this show. First and foremost, we're going to talk about the race that was. It's Bristol Baby. We're going to give you a recap on that. I'm going to share my thoughts. Renee's going to share his thoughts from the highlights that he watched. We're going to talk about the man, Mr. Rowdy Cal Bush and his trifecta. We're going to talk about Eric Jones, the rookie. Of course, we're going to break down the top 10, the playoff standings. We're going to jump into some Matt Kenseth talk because I feel like every week I just have to campaign on behalf of my quiet assassin. I'm just not ready to let him ride off into the NASCAR sunset. So I'm going to talk about him every week. And of course, like every week, Renee's going to give you his Dale Jr. update. We're going to cover our Fantastic Four and our Three Amigos, something we have not done in a few podcast episodes. And if you don't know, if you're an OG, as an OG original listener of this show, you know who our Fantastic Four is. If you're new to the show, you're going to learn who our Fantastic Four and our Three Amigos are. So we're going to jump into that. and. We're going to cover our fan comment of the week, which I believe I'm going to take from the Twitter, from our NASCAR Twitter chat that happens every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, hashtag NASCAR talk. And last but not least, we have to remind you, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It's one click away, whether you're on an iPhone or an Android, on a or a desktop or a PC, subscribe, go to the website, allturnsnobreaks.com. There are a thousand, well, not quite a thousand, because I think this is our 56th episode, but there are 55. And by the time you go to the website, there'll be 56 episodes listed. So on one of those episodes, it will tell you how to subscribe. So on that note, let's jump into Bristol, baby. Yep. And how about that Kyle Busch sweeping the entire series of races? Well, I mean, this guy is on fire, Tam. Kyle Busch, all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Yep. Money on my mind. Something, something. I don't know. Yeah, That's something, the DJ something, something. Song. And you I know what? Know. <laughs> and he could care less about those boo birds because those boo birds will always continue to go at him. And he just doesn't care. You know, he's like one of those guys that just thrives off of people booing him, you know? I think he thoroughly enjoys that. Well, boo, they did. And he loves it, like you said. What struck me as interesting is that he was my dark, dark horse to win. I really was hoping that Matt Kenseth or Clint Boyer would win so they could lock in a position in the playoffs or Chase Elliott for that matter. But I wasn't mad at Kyle Busch winning. And I definitely wasn't mad at him hitting the trifecta of winning the cup the Xfinity, and the truck race. If I'm not mistaken, that was his 91st win. Is that Which is crazy. Goodness, that is insane. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, I think he, I don't know. Let's see. I mean, you know, that's impressive. Yeah, so he has 91 truck wins. No, 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 no. Let me me get the facts straight. He has 91 truck wins, and he said that he's going to quit when he reaches 100 wins. 
he has 40 cup wins. And so as a total, he has 108 wins between truck, cup, and Xfinity. Hopefully I got that right. That actually made his 19th win at Bristol. So he's won 19 times at Bristol. Six of those are cup races, nine Xfinity races, and five are truck races. So that's actually not bad at all. Now, what was kind of bad was Eric Jones. I felt so bad because Eric actually, he sat on the pole, not bad for the rookie, but to come in second place, like it was there. He just couldn't close out. You know, I, I, I'm sitting there looking at this going, how did Eric Jones not win that race? But, you know, when you're racing against Kyle Busch, that says it all right there. You know, talking about a veteran who, who knows what he's doing. He, you know, he knows the strategy he wants to use, and so does his team. And Eric Jones is a young guy, and he seems to impress each and every week. Because to be honest with you, Tim, you know, usually when you round out the top 10, like, you, like I'm sure you're going to do here in a moment, Eric Jones's name is brought up a lot. We do say his name when he's in the top five, top 10, and he's always racing really well. Man, he had a great opportunity to make this a good win in his first win. But, you know, Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch. What are you going to do? Renee, you can't do anything because Kyle Busch is on fire. And it's almost like the more fans hate, the better he races. And I'm not mad because that's what it's all about. You prove your haters wrong. More importantly, you should always do things for yourself. But it's always nice when you're proving the haters wrong in the midst of all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into our top 10. Kyle Busch, number one, number uno. Wait, number, is it uno, numero uno? Numero uno, you got it. Yeah, you know, I stay messing up those type of things. So, <laughs> numero uno. Oh, yeah, number one. Okay, got it. Number two, Dos was Eric Jones. Thress was Denny Hamlin. Quattro, Matt Kenseth. Wait, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Yep. <laughs> like De Mayo. Kurt Busch. <laughs> Wait, you don't even speak Spanish, do you? Uh, I speak a little bit, not fluently, but I speak enough. Okay. I could go on because I, I think I can't count the numbers, yeah. but I won't even, won't even do that to you guys. So where are we at? Number six, yeah, Ryan number six. Newman. Number seven, Trevor Bain. How about Trevor Bain? Trevor How Bain. about Trevor Bain? How about that TB? Number eight, Kevin Harvick. Number nine, P9, Kyle Larson, and 10th place was Ryan Blaney. Hey, Blaney. Ryan. Mr. Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, some notables were Joey Logano, who has yet to win. I mean, we have two races left. Joey may not. You know, the thought of Joey not being in Las Vegas during the Champions Week is crazy in itself. This guy is really in danger of not making the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm actually going to break down the playoff standings right after this. So notables, as I was saying, Joy Logano came in 13th place at Bristol. Daniel Suarez, 15th place at Bristol. Chase Elliott came in P18th. And my man, Clint Boyer, came in 19th place. I'm not even going to bother to read off where, who am I missing? Danica... Dale Jr., because at this point, it's two races left. If you're not making the playoffs, I'm not saying you don't matter, but we have to stick to the to the playoffs. You know, it is what it is. We got two races to left. Those guys got to get it together. Our playoff standings are as follows. If the playoffs started today, 
Martin Truex Jr. would be in. Kyle Busch in. Larson is in at third place. Jimmy Johnson is in in P4. Brad Keselowski in in fifth place. Ricky Stenthouse Jr., because he won those two races, Mm -hmm. I'm still in disbelief about that, is in at sixth position, or sixth place. Kevin Harvick is in at seventh. Ryan Blaney is in at eighth. Denny Hamlin is holding down the ninth spot in the playoffs. Kurt Busch, the tenth spot. Ryan Newman, the eleventh spot. Casey Kane, the 12th spot, and Austin Dillon, the 13th spot. And all 13 of those drivers have actually won a race, so that's why they're holding it down. In 14th place is Chase Elliott. He is still hanging on to a playoff spot. He has not won a race yet, but he has accumulated enough points that he is holding down 14th spot. Matt Kenseth is in in 15th position, and that's, again, because he's accumulated enough points. He has not won yet. And Jamie McMurray would be the last driver in the playoffs in the 16th spot, again, based on points. Now, we have four drivers that are right there, but no cigar, and that's Clint Boyer in 17th, Joey Logano in 18th, Eric Jones, who, like we said, sat on the pole and came in second place in this race at Bristol is in 19th, and Daniel Suarez is in 20th. Daniel Suarez has also won a stage, but he doesn't or has not accumulated enough points to kind of put him in those last three positions. Right. With that being said, it's getting good. What do you think, Renee? I think it's getting down to the nitty-gritty, and it is getting good. I think you're seeing a lot of these uh, race car drivers that are probably not going to make it. I think really getting nervous and, and I'd be biting my fingernails if I was them, but I, I, it's just crazy, Tim. I just can't not see Logano making it. I mean, even Dale Jr. is just disappointing and that's, it's just crazy. I mean, Matt Kenseth, it's just like, you know, these are guys that could have already won two to three races easily already. And, and, and then all these younger drivers that are in, it's like you said, the Ricky Stenhouse, the Ryan Blaney, it just, I mean, wow. I mean, who would have thought that this, this whole season would have turned out this way. I mean, I think maybe only one or two drivers are going to sneak in just by points alone. The way that these last several races have been going and, and the way they've been ending, I don't know. I mean, Kyle Busch might win another one. Uh, yeah. I mean, Martin Truex might win another one. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy, you know? It's so crazy. I, I mean, Renee. I feel like a broken record because every week all I want to do is talk about what is happening. Where are my old drivers? And not saying old in the sense, well, they are old because but the veteran drivers. But where is my veteran drivers going? They're disappearing. And on that note, you know, I do want to kind of jump into a few things that were said after Bristol, mm-hmm. one being what Matt Kenseth had to say and the other being what Kyle Busch had to say. So Matt Kenseth, who came in fourth place, he said, quote, I guess there's only two races left, so somebody is going to make it by points. I don't know where we are. I don't even look at it, to be honest with you. If you don't get a win in the next two weeks, hopefully we get in. Obviously." We'll be really far behind if we do get in. We're running a lot better as of late. We've had some solid finishes. Last week wasn't, but we've definitely 
been closer to being in contention for wins. I honestly, I'm great that he feels whatever he feels, but I don't want to hear it. I, I need him to win because it's almost like, I don't want to equate this to this, but this is the only way I know how to explain it. It's like when you find out Santa Claus is not real. And what I mean by that is, I just, it like hurts me. I can't bear to see Matt Kenseth not racing next year. I know. I mean, I had to be okay with, well, I wasn't really a huge Jeff Gordon fan, so let me say that up front. But I was, anybody who knows me knows, you couldn't tell me anything about Tony Stewart. I wasn't as crazy as some Dale Jr. fans are about Dale, but I did. That's my guy. Tony was the first driver that I just, you know, he was my guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I first came to NASCAR, that's the driver who I gravitated to. The thought of him leaving was huge. But then I had to had to deal with him leaving, Jeff Gordon, Carl Edwards, and then Greg Biffle. And I know you guys may not care about Greg Biffle, but I do. Shoot. <laughs> now sure Greg, I got to deal with Matt Greg Biffle Matt fans Kenseth. care about Greg Biffle too. Yeah. Now I got to deal with Matt Kenseth leaving. And I don't even talk about Casey Kane because he's not like, you know, I was never really a super fan of Casey. But I'm going to be mad when he leaves as well. Yeah. And then Danica probably And we Danica still haven't forgotten about leave. Carl Edwards either. Yeah, I mentioned Carl. Oh, so yeah. You, so let's, and again, we're going to talk about this every week. I don't care. Let's break it down. We may not have Danica Patrick. We may not have Casey Kane or Matt Kenseth. We already don't have Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards. Now, we kind of, it's been a year, so we kind of over... The whole Jeff Gordon is gone. We we know. Smoke is gone. We know. But, oh, wait. That guy, th- that fan favorite driver, is it 16 time or 15, whatever? <laughs> Dale Jr. Dale Jr. He is gone. So how am I supposed to be okay with this? I, I You know what? I, I need a moment, Renee. I need a moment to digest this. I know. It, it seems like this happened, like, really, really fast. And... And obviously, when you look look at it, you know, in a bigger picture, you can kind of look back and go, well, did NASCAR plan it this way? You know, was this planned to quickly push these younger drivers up and into these cars and into these races? But regardless of how it is, the name of the game is to get into the playoffs and win a championship. And, and these younger drivers are all about it right now, you know. I mean, which is why you're seeing guys like Logano and Matt Kenseth and Dale Jr. on the outside looking in. It just... It makes it fun. You know, it's not like it's a bad thing. It's not not fun. It's too much, too fast, too soon. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to say No, yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. And I'm sure sure there's a lot of NASCAR fans out there that probably think the same way you do, Tam. It's possible. Well, I'm trying. So, oh, and I wanted to read what Kyle Busch had to say. After the race, after he won, completing the trifecta, the sweep, first of all... (laughs) I don't know if anybody noticed who was watching on TV. Kyle Busch almost bust his little butt and fell off that car the first time he tried to jump on top after he um, won the race. But that was a whole nother story. It was actually quite funny. Then he got the broom and he was sweeping and carrying on. But nonetheless, Kyle Busch after the race, he said, quote, that one was a lot harder. Man, Eric Jones put up a well of a fight. That's all I had. I was running with my tongue hanging. My arms were jello. And my throat hurts, but man, that's awesome. Can't say enough about everybody on my Joe Gibbs racing team. Crew chief Adam Stevens and the guys are phenomenal. 
car might not have been perfect, but I'm never perfect. What? He admitted that? Okay. <laughs> I never I was going feel... <laughs> to say, is that in quotes? <laughs> yeah, that's quotes. So, I mean, I don't even need to read the rest because that was it right there. I mean, the fact that I was trying to understand why was his throat hurting, but I guess maybe it was dry or something. I can understand his arms feeling like jello because, you know, Bristol is a short track, so it's a lot. It's not, you know, it's quick. It's not like you're driving down a straightaway for a long period of time. It's quick because it's a short track. That was what, what Kyle had to say as well as Matt. What I do want to talk about in jumping back, you know what bothers me? What's that, Tim? It bothers me that Chris Busher just signed an extension with JT. Uh, what team is he with? Um, oh, uh, JTG. Yeah, is JTG. that the initials? Yeah. But Mackenzie doesn't have a future. Does that bother you? Well, I can see your, your point. That's another part of what I mean, Tim, when it's like, is this NASCAR like just trying to push the younger drivers into the spotlight? And kind of like slowly but quickly, <laughs> if that makes any sense, move the veteran drivers out of the way. Because it certainly seems to me that Matt Kenseth would have something solidified way more than Chris Buescher would. I mean, it just makes sense that way. But I think this all goes back to a part of what Dale Jr. was trying to say that started that whole feud with Kevin Harvick. And not talking about Dale Jr. talking about the salaries, but what he meant I guess what I think he was trying to explain was how he was explaining that these younger drivers are going to, they're going to take less money. It seems like it's, it's financially, you know, the smart thing to do for these sponsors. It just makes sense for the team owners to sign these younger drivers because it's financially smarter to hire them because they'll take less money. Whereas the veteran drivers are going to want top dollar. That's what I understand that Dale Jr. was trying to say, but this is kind of runs right into that. This whole Chris Busher, he's probably not going to make anything near what Matt Kenseth is going to want or is asking for. Does that make any sense? It does and it doesn't. I don't know. If you have no fans watching, how do you expect to attract sponsors? Right, exactly. And what I mean by that is you're losing fans every week. Who are these fans to root for? And I I don't know. Honestly, I get William Byron, but no, I don't get it. You cannot tell me that Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth, or Carl Edwards, and you know, whatever happened with Carl is what happened with Carl. But you can't tell me that you can put William Byron behind the wheel and not put these guys in a car. Yeah, I totally agree. That's all that I'm saying. Even when you look at Bristol, when the guys came out to their introductions, the first three or four drivers they announced, I was like, who? <laughs> who are these guys? And then going back to a whole nother thing, the, even some of these guys, and I'm not going to say who, but there are a lot of drivers who are being rooted into that they have no personalities. Yeah, I totally agree. They're so damn cookie cutter. It's like they're so stuck to the script. And I want to see something off script. I want to see another Kyle Bush. I want to see another Clint Boyer. I want to see another Tony Stewart. I want to see another Dill Jr. for that matter. Now, we all know Dill Jr. doesn't rock any feathers. Like, you know, this guy doesn't. I mean, shoot, Kevin Harvick said all that he had to say about Dill. And Dill was like, 
well, I'm disappointed. Like, no. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Tony would have been <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah. Okay, I see you on the track. I'm going to catch you in lap one yeah. of the Daytona 500 and wreck the field. Right. That's the old school way. But I don't feel like none of these drivers, these young guys don't have it in them. As great as Kyle Larson is, Kyle Larson don't have it in him. He not going to start no ruckus. Yeah. You know, if somebody starts something with him, he ain't going to, he going to do, I, I'm not saying he going to take the Jimmy Johnson route, you know, and be a lover and not a fighter, but he ain't going to do nothing. He definitely fits into that category of what you were just talking about as somebody just sticking to the script. He has a little bit more because he will bump and run. He's a racer. I mean, you see Kyle Bush, they both was fanboying it for each other this week, and they're clearly a fan of each other's racing. Yes. I know secretly all the old school drivers look at Kyle Larson like, yeah, because he's the only one, honestly, that seems to have anything in him. Yeah. Oh, and let me not discredit Austin Dillon, because I think Austin will go there. Austin has that, for lack of a better word, he has that fiery swag temperament. Yeah, he seems like he's got a chip him. on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. If you bring it to Austin, I think Austin will finish it. Mm -hmm. But, okay, let's look at the rest. Daniel Suarez, huh? Ryan Blaney, huh? <laughs> Chase Elliott, huh? Who else am I forgetting out the young drivers? Yeah, it's almost like Eric Jones. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like like, like what we were just talking about, he's, he's a good driver, and he's very talented. He's obviously going to win a, a lot of races by the time his career is done as well. But it's the personalities that you want to try to see from these guys, and you go, Oh, I don't really see that out of any of them. And you're going, exactly. It's just like you just said a few minutes ago. I mean, you, you look at some of these young drivers and you're like, oh, okay, well, this doesn't excite me. It doesn't, there's nothing there that, that moves me. Yeah, nothing. Well, on that note, because we haven't talked about our youngins, as we would say. I don't know. Do people in the South use the word youngins? Yes, well, I'm do. assuming it must be a Southern word, yeah. youngins. Okay, we haven't talked about our youngins in a while, so we're going to talk about our Fantastic Four and give you an update. Our new listeners, you do not know this, so I'm going to break it down. Our Fantastic Four consists of Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Austin Dillon, and Ryan Blaney. Am I correct on that? That is correct. It's been a while since we talked about them. Okay, last year, our first year of the podcast, Renee and I had an ongoing weekly conversation about our Fantastic Four and who would win a race first. And we narrowed it down between Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Guess what? Guess who's One been, year later. Guess who's been winning? One year later, out of our Fantastic Four, the one driver who we all thought was going to win a race first has not even won a race. Larson, Dylan as in Austin Dillon and Ryan Blaney, have all won races. In fact, Kyle Larson has won three races. Chase Elliott has won zero, as in the number zero. Oh, zero. Who would have ever thought that? That's just crazy. It's actually disappointing. Don't say crazy. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. You know, and to give you some statistics on that, Chase has had six top fives and 13 top tens this year. So he's not running bad. He just hasn't win. One. Kyle Larson, with his three wins, has had 10 top five finishes and 14 top tens. So he's definitely running most excellently. 
Austin Dillon, uh, somebody could actually make a case that he's a waste of space, but he did win a race. He's had two top fives this year and three top tens. And Ryan Blaney has had one win, three top fives, and nine top tens. Not bad. That's not Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Okay, so our other youngins are three amigos. And that was something we came up with this year, but we haven't really talked about them as much this year. But our three amigos consist of Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, and Ty Dillon. Those are our three amigos. Oh, maybe I should have said that in a Spanish accent, huh? I think when you say anything in Spanish, it sounds Spanish. (laughs) Ah, Okay. Okay, so what is going on with our three amigos? I'm going to tell you since you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Jones has zero wins. Daniel Suarez has zero wins. And Ty Dillon has zero wins. But Eric has three top fives and nine top tens. So not bad at all. Daniel Suarez has one top five and eight top tens. And he also won a stage. Boy, I, I did say that somebody could make the case that Austin Dillon was a waste of space. So I'm going to retract that because I'm going to make the case that Ty Dillon is a waste of space <laughs> because he has zero top, he has zero wins, zero top fives, and zero top tens. He won't be rookie of the year. It's safe to say that. Well, I was definitely going to say that. He's definitely not winning the rookie of the year award. <laughs> oh, it's a wrap. He won't be winning that. Right. Well, so that is our Fantastic Four and our three amigos. And to prove my point, this is what we are going to have to look forward to next year, plus a whole bunch more of people that are there. I mean, you know, Kyle Larson is exciting. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see Jimmy Johnson next year. I want to see Carl Edwards. Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. Doggone it. Carl, where are you at? The person we won't be seeing for sure, unless we're tuning in to NBC and watching them in the booth, is Dell Jr. So I'm going to let Mr. Rene Garcia give his update on the man that is Dell Jr. Yeah, you know, Tim, it's interesting how this whole season and year of his uh, going out is just, and like what we've been talking about, it's been disappointing. Uh, that just goes without saying. It gets even crazier. He was treated for dehydration after the Xfinity race. And that actually not anything like too hard to believe. I mean, a lot of these drivers, you know, sometimes I think kind of go through symptoms of dehydration. It's it's hot in those cars. And if the weather is just right you know, or just wrong, it can get hotter. Uh, but he was fine. He said he was fine. He said he uh, uh, just, just his hands were cramping up and uh, he could tell right away. You know, he was like, oh, man, he goes, I, I need to get me some, some IV fluids or something. And I've had that before where you've just been either just doing something out in the heat. It gets really hot. You're sweating profusely and you're just not drinking enough water or taking in enough fluids. And sometimes, you know, your hand gets a little cramped up or your foot gets a little cramped up. I think we've all kind of done this before once in our lives. And all you need is just to get a little bit of, you know, fluids in your system. And that's what he did. Um, he was also... Uh, uh, did an interview because, as you know, Tam, these are touching moments and tough times in this country and all across the world. He was asked about the recent events, the terror attacks that had happened in Barcelona, the protests and uh, all the horrible things that have been uh, transpiring down in Charlottesville with the whole 
white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and then these other people who were opposing them protesting, uh, and then the idiot who cowardly ran his car in, you know, the middle of that whole protest and, and unfortunately killed one, one girl. But, uh, you know, he, Dale spoke out about it. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, Tam. I know a lot of times a lot of these NASCAR drivers, you know, may not want to speak out, don't care to speak out. And this, maybe it's not even that they don't care to speak out, but maybe they just don't want to speak out because they don't want to try to hurt themselves as it comes to uh, dealing with a relationship with a sponsor or just fans in general. And I understand that, Tam, and, and I, I think you would you would understand that too. But this is the one thing that I love about us doing this podcast and who we are individually. I am of Mexican descent. You are African-American. And the fact that we do a NASCAR podcast, I think, speaks volumes about just where we are with NASCAR and its whole diversity thing. I love NASCAR, and I don't just do this podcast because uh, we're friends and I got nothing else better to do. I like doing this podcast because we are friends and I love NASCAR just as much as you do. And I really appreciate when I see guys like Dale Jr. speak out against these events because, and maybe him being on his last year and he's going out and he's not going to race next year, maybe he feels like, well, I got nothing to lose anyway because I'm not racing next year. So I don't have to worry about a sponsor. I don't have to worry about a team owner. I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody not liking my comments. Because, you know, I, I think there was a little bit of where he took maybe just a little bit of heat when he supported Donald Trump during the whole during the whole presidency thing. But, you know, why not let it be Dale Jr.? I think he was the perfect one to speak out about this whole situation and what's going on in this world and what's going on in, in our own country and in our own backyard. I think it just speaks volumes again about who he is who he is as a person, what he stands for. And I, I think I just keep seeing news like this about him. And I respect the guy more and more and more every time stuff like this happens. Renee, I love Dale Jr. I don't even know what else to add to what you said. I just like Dale. But you know what? I liked Dale way back when I saw Dale on MTV Cribs. That was like 20 years ago. Or I, I remember I that. Yeah, remember when he was in the Jay-Z video with Danica Patrick? That was like 10 years ago, for sure. I think that was Money Ain't a Thing. I, I don't yeah, even I remember right. what video think... that was. I think they was like in San Tropez or someplace. But yeah, it's just tough. You know me, we will have some side comments, but I'm not one to talk about politics and religion and I'm not a debater when it comes to stuff like that. Now, I'll debate some sports with you or if the color is green or blue or turquoise, I will debate some dumb crap like that. But I don't really feel the need to talk to people about their political views because they are what they are. Right. Now, a good friend of mine who is Indian, we were hanging out this weekend and I was just curious because we have a great relationship where I can ask them. But I was like, so what are your thoughts now on Donald Trump? Because I knew he voted for Donald Trump. We had a quick five minute conversation. I just left it at that. But I usually don't even care, to be honest. I, I feel like people are who they are. You know, as long as you don't do anything to me, we fine. Yeah. That's always been my stance about life. You bring it to me, I'm gonna bring it to you. You you believe what you believe. And I'm going to believe what I believe. Long as we don't disrespect each other, we're fine. And I know you've said this before, Tim, and, and I'm always agreeing with you, but you have said that you 
don't like to mix your politics or your religion with your sports. And I and I know sometimes that that's hard, but I'm still in agreement with that. I, I hate when we have to mix that in any kind of situation because it just never it ne- it's never a good conversation. It really isn't. And on that note, that is going to transition us into our fan comment of the week because it's something that has to do with a controversial topic. Mm-hmm. I, it's not religion or politics, at least I don't think. But with that being said, our fan comment of the week comes from our Twitter chat that happens on Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, hashtag NASCAR Talk, if you want to join in. One of our good friends of the shows who, you know, listens and chimes into our podcast each week, user Special Kitty to me, and that's Special Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y, the number two, me. She simply posed a question a couple, actually on Saturday, during the race, she posed a question, was it time for NASCAR to ditch their association with the NRA? And I debated on whether or not we should post this question as one of our questions during our Twitter chat. But I said, you know what? It's not up to me. She threw the question out there. I was hesitant on retyping the question, but I threw it out there anyway. So I've simply asked the question, should NASCAR consider ditching their association with the NRA? And then I put thoughts. Our first responder said, why would you even pose that question? So of course I was shaking in my boots because you never know with NASCAR fans what you're going to get. That's the first thing. But two, again, going back to us being of diverse backgrounds, for lack of a better way to explain it, you really don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. (laughs) Especially when it comes to NASCAR fans. Daily NASCAR scoop, and that's user NASCAR daily. He, I'm assuming is a he, chimed in and said, I'd rather keep politics out of racing. Doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Racing is supposed to be an escape from life. And I thought that that was the best response. That's a very good response. I actually really, really like that comment. That's a very, very impressive comment. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it summed it up completely. Now, I will just because I have to be fair and read a few others. That was actually my favorite comment of the entire Twitter chat that we had on Monday because it just let me know that it's okay sometimes. Now, Mary Ann, user MAH underscore 2414, chimed in and said exactly, couldn't agree more. And that was in response to NASCAR Daily. NASCAR Ponderings, and that's user NASCAR Thinkings, and that's with an S, thinking with an S. His response was, can't escape life except for the obvious way. It will always be a part of it. Financially, I don't think it's a good idea for NASCAR to bail. That raises an interesting question because when do you put something that is a moral victory? And I, I don't want to say the NRA pulling out is a moral victory. So that's probably not the best term of words. But can you put a price tag on something like that? That's a good question. It's a tough question. But then like try to answer that question with, with like the in the most 
political way that you can and then you're just like oh my god like one way or the other somebody's going to get offended whatever way that you're going to say it you know yeah and now this brings me to a couple of more comments so this comment is from larry lee user lblee58 he said this is hard to say really despise politically driven bs but anything connected to the nra draws the ire of the left progressives. A good friend to our show, Kenny Lee, front row Kenny is his user on Twitter. He says probably won't happen. Also, there's no real way of avoiding politics and sport. Now, Loose Lugnuts, who also listens to our show and chimes in each week, he responds and says, and his user is loose underscore lug underscore nut. He says, no, the NRA brings in dollars. My opinion may be biased. I live in Texas where you get a gun with your birth certificate. <laughs> and, yeah. that's, and that's about right. That, that, that sounds like Texas. And the last comment I want to read is from Ray Robertson and his user is SGT as a sergeant underscore stingray. He says, no. Not if they want to keep their adrenaline base, as in the fans that are disappearing in NASCAR. That gives you basically people's thoughts from all over. And just to be fair, I gave you some point of views from some people in different states, some people of different backgrounds culturally. And it's just very interesting to see. I won't really give you my opinion because it doesn't matter. But I think if you listen to me enough, you can kind of figure out my thoughts. On that note, that was our fan comment of the week. And guess what, Renee? Dude, I have no predictions this weekend. No predictions because (laughs) we have a bye week. I'm so sad. (laughs) Well, I already said that I was going out for the rest of the season for, you know, if not for at least to the playoffs with predicting Matt Kenseth, Chase Elliott, or Clint Boyer. That's that. Well. Because we're not racing, but we will be back next week. Yeah, I always uh, try to enjoy the weekends where we don't have any races or anything just because of the fact that from our standpoint, it lets me know that our, I guess, our schedule opens up a little bit more so we can do different things. However, I also get pretty sad when and disappointed when there's not a race because i'm like i wish there was a race this weekend well we'll be back oh you know what i just thought about renee what's that so there's no race this week and i here's the thing i feel like i'm one week behind Mm -hmm. the because i haven't been to a race in a while this is unlike me but a lot of it is because i've been traveling so i was just in san francisco with ford and then next monday I actually go to Tennessee, so I'm one week or behind Bristol. I'm going to Tennessee, but I'm going with Jack Daniels, so I'm going to talk to you guys once I get to Bristol. Well, not to Bristol, because I'm I'm flying into Nashville, then I'm going up to Lynchburg to taste some Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Anytime then, you're hanging around with Jack Daniels, trust me, it's always a good time, and sometimes it's not a good time. It just depends on who you are and how much you love Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's so getting to my point. So I'm just missing. So I'm I'm one week behind at Bristol, going to Tennessee for something else, and then I'm actually going to go to Chicago for one of my good friends who retired from the NBA. He played in the NBA 19 years. 
He's having a big birthday celebration in Chicago, but I'm going to go to Chicago a few days before the race. And then the week before that, I'm actually going to Dallas with BMW and Shell to test drive some BMWs. Right on. But I'm saying all that to say is like, I'm just one week or two weeks behind right. each race. Oh, my so goodness. So at some point, I'm hoping September. and Oh, and I think I may go to Sonoma for the IndyCar race for the finals. But with all that being said, I'm definitely, Renee and I promise to be on the track sometime in the next month or so. Yes, that would be really awesome. And hey, guys, uh, you know, we always appreciate you guys tuning into our podcast. If you have any friends, family that love NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, please have them look us up and subscribe to us on on iTunes. Uh, Please, like Tam said earlier in the podcast, it really does us a lot of good. And I know this is a really difficult time and what we have going on. And this is the one thing that I do love to say is that when I say be kind to each other, I really mean that in whatever way that you take that is obviously up to you. In these moments that we have going on in this country and all across the world, I really hope that we can all be kind to each other and in somewhat, in any cases, be civil and respectful to one another. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast each and every week. And like Tam said a few minutes ago, I'm going to repeat it. We will be back here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 